You know, um, when things are happy and fun, that's a really profound gift <laughs> to have in your life. And, uh, you know, her and Al City and their pairing with for good time. Like, I remember just thinking, like, this is making my life better. And I don't understand why people would reject that. You're listening to It's All Dead, a podcast about the music we love and why we love it. I'm Kyle Hawk. Welcome to It's All Dead. Thank you for joining us tonight. I am Kyle Hawk, Editor-in-Chief at It'sAllDead.com. I am excited to podcast. I am excited to be here. I am super excited because one of my favorite musical artist people just put out a new album last week. It's been almost exactly one week since Carly Rae Jepsen released her new album, Dedicated. Super stoked on it. I hope you've had a chance to check out a review. If you haven't, go to It'sAllDead.com. Uh, you can read my thoughts on it. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Uh, I was just jamming the the album before I started, so I'm still feeling it. Excited to talk about it tonight, but I'm excited in general. So I, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen's last album in 2015, Emotion, is my favorite album of this decade so far. I've talked about that. I mean, I've mentioned it on the podcast and and some of my writing stuff, but I haven't done like a Carly Rae specific podcast. And the reason was I didn't feel like I could ever find like the right angle to talk about it that was going to be anything more interesting than what other people were saying. Um, Because there's been a lot of really interesting conversation about Carly Rae for a number of reasons over the last few years. But uh, I think tonight, tonight was the night and I'm really excited for it because um, I'm going to be joined by our guest who I'll uh, introduce here in just a moment. But um, last week for the release of the album, Carly Rae Jepsen um, well, not Carly Rae, but BuzzFeed put out an article on Carly Rae in a video where they created a bracket of Carly Rae Jepsen songs and then asked Carly Rae to fill out the bracket to pick the winner. Um, the article was called Carly Rae Jepsen ranked her songs and you're either going to love or hate her choices. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm not sure I loved or hated her choices. So they that might have been a lie. But um, it was actually really it was fun. Uh, I think they should do more of that. But uh, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you remember last year around March Madness time, some random person on Twitter made a bracket of uh, Kanye West songs. So Brock Benefil and I sat down to break down the bracket and choose the winner. Um, and we had so much fun doing that. It made total sense to do this. But I needed the right person to have the conversation with. And that person is a person that if you listen to this podcast, you know, because he's been on before. It's Richard Clark. And the reason he's the right person is because... He and I have a very interesting relationship with Carly Rae, um, <laughs> really in the fact that he's the one that kind of helped uh, win me over on Carly. And we're going to talk about that, too. But first... Oh, is that true? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think so. Cool. Well, we'll talk about it. Rich, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I So you've been on the podcast a few times. We've talked about Drake. We've talked about MXPX. We've talked about mm -hmm. Song of the Summer. I really love our podcast because I feel like we just get to have fun with something kind of silly. And this yeah. is definitely silly tonight. So thank you for being here. Um, tell us what you're up to these days. Oh, gosh. What am I up to these days? I'm just working a lot and making a lot of different podcasts. I guess uh, the main one that people here might be interested in, I guess, is No Chill Enneagram. If you know what an Enneagram is, <laughs> then, you might, <laughs> then you might enjoy that podcast. Uh, and I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes right now uh, in yeah. the podcasting world. So, yeah. You're like podcast man now. I am podcast cool. man. Yeah. 
you've you've come a long way since the days where we would set that iPad in the middle of your dinner table and hit record. <laughs> That's so true. You, me, and Ben just all yep. talking about the office or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Ben, this friend that people listening to this don't know, mm-hmm. um, I, I was thinking today about our history with Carly Rae, and really, I, we go back to 2012. Carly Rae Jepsen single, "Call Me Maybe," explodes. Mm-hmm. It's the song of the summer, really, in a way that we haven't seen since. Yeah, um, it was everywhere, yep. and you fell in love with it immediately. I was, you know, I liked it. I mean, everybody liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of overbeared with it a little bit, and I think most people got to that point. Um, but you really not only liked the song, but got into that album "Kiss" that came out, <laughs> right. which actually got kind of criminally overlooked it did, uh, yeah. in hindsight yeah. it, it got gobbled up by call me maybe yep. um so but then three years later she releases emotion and you know you and i joked about carly ray since then because you like you followed her like you continued to talk about her as a great artist even after the single and most people were kind of moving on and i i was that as well emotion came out and it changed everything for mm. me i think it's a, a brilliant pop album um it made me go back and get into kiss and appreciate that album more and i think that's a good pop album but emotion is something else entirely i just think it's a it's an incredible album um and i really love everything she's done since then but you know it it was a funny thing because there was this moment where i remembered that i i was like i wasn't in on it like Mm. it just clicked and i was like oh man there are people who got this and rich was one of those people and i was kind of like teasing him about it but he actually understood it and and that was kind of a big moment but to go back to our friend ben I mean, all this culminated, I, you know, just to tell you how big of a deal Call Me Maybe was. So at your wedding in 2013, <laughs> Ben is our, you know, I, to not be able to, just since he's not here on the podcast to defend himself, he can be a stick in the mud at times. Yeah, That's kind oh, of, he, he kind of embraces that. Yeah. Um, he was dancing to Call Me Maybe yeah. at your wedding. Yeah, that and was And I have wild. video evidence of yeah. it. So that's that's... That's kind of our our backstory with Carly Rae. But before we, I, I want to talk about the new album. We're going to break down this bracket. But quickly tell me, as somebody that's been like a Carly Rae champion since before people were really taking her seriously, like what has that experience been like for you? Um, you know, it's just been kind of it's been fun. I don't want to like overstate it. It hasn't been overwhelming or anything. But um, I she's someone that I always just like liked what she was doing and. I got into her at a time, I think, when I was becoming, how do I put this? I was sort of making peace with guilty pleasures as a concept, mm-hmm. which is to say that that it's not a concept for me. Like, I'm not guilty about any, <laughs> any like, <laughs> any pop culture that I consume. I, uh, right. And one of the things that I discovered with Kiss in particular as an album was, you know, um, when things are happy and fun, that's a really profound gift <laughs> to have in your life. And, uh, you know, her and Al City and their pairing with For Good Time, like, I remember just thinking, like, this is making my life better. And I don't understand why people would reject that, you know? Um, yeah. So it's been it's been really nice to watch her sort of evolve and just, you know, I guess I haven't read up too much on her, so I'm not, I couldn't tell you like how her evolution has happened. I couldn't tell you if she's become like a good songwriter or she just friends with lots of songwriters and like, um, has evolved with the pop scene. But, um, I've really enjoyed just her leaning into, I feel like she's a person who has 
gone in a straight path toward the stuff she is really good at. And it's possible that that her new album may be a divergence from that. I haven't decided. But in general, like in emotion, that was just for me like peak Carly Rae. Um, and just mm-hmm. her doing her sort of like feel good uh, rumination longing pop uh, better than anyone has done. Yeah. So as somebody who has read pretty much everything on Carly Rae for the past I don't mm-hmm. know, four mm-hmm. years, <laughs> I do I do feel like I can say that she has grown as a songwriter and she also is around lots of really yeah. great songwriters. The thing I would differ on is I don't think she's really followed the pop trajectory that we're seeing currently. I think she's kind of gone against the grain in lots of ways that are a little bit not as obvious sure, as you might yeah. expect. And that's kind of what's carved out her own sort of niche that's right. audience, which makes yeah, this really I agree interesting. Yeah. I think what I think one of the things I was thinking was uh this idea of like poptimism. Like that's become a big thing. It's become cool to be cheesy or like straightforward and sincere in a way. <laughs> and 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 Carly Ray, yeah. I think Maybe not that she's been following that trend. I think she's like led it in a lot of ways. And that I guess that's kind of what I was referring mm-hmm. to. Yeah, for sure. I've And so it's kind of interesting because there's this has been such a cool stretch for like subversive pop music. And mm-hmm. I felt for a while that there's sort of this like group of what I've called like the misfit toys of pop yeah. with like Jack Antonoff and Lord and Charlie XCX and Carly Rae. There's like this group of like pop artists that in any other time period will probably be like all over the radio. But right now they're just making like better, more interesting pop music that is connecting with a very particular audience. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the the people that kind of grew out of the indie rock and indie pop scene are now kind of finding this new love of pop music through these artists um, and I just think it's really interesting. And obviously, Carly Rae is a, a part of that. So you mentioned Emotion. I, so I started this podcast by saying that's my favorite album of the decade so far. I don't think it's that for you, but that's your favorite Carly Rae album so far, right? Yes. What? It was, so wait, so your favorite album period of the decade is Emotion? Yeah, that's correct. That's amazing. Man, that's cool. Yeah, I, thanks. I, I'm trying to figure... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out now if that's true for me or not. Probably not. It's got to be a Drake album, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I mean, Take Care came out in 2011, so yeah, Take Care is. I don't know though. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, off topic, okay. but man, that's mind bending a little bit for me. Um, Emotion is a very good album. Like, yeah, man, it's it's so good. It sort of runs the gamut of all of the. Uh, things that she does best which um which yeah i I assume we'll talk about but emotion is very good and just to clarify so i we talk about this a lot on this podcast because we do a lot of like album or like artist discography Mm -hmm. rankings and stuff Mm -hmm. and i i differentiate between best and favorite so emotion isn't the best album of the decade but it's my favorite oh totally yeah just yeah so that makes sense but um okay so we've both had a week to sit with dedicated i've already written about it what what are your thoughts at this point, like a week into it? I know we're going to feel different like yeah. a month from now, a year from now, but where are you right now with it? 
I'm all over the map with this one. Um, in general, like I love it. It's there's a lot of really good songs on this, and it's more Carly Rae, and that's great. There are some songs that really disappoint me, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much because I don't like them, um, but it's also almost just like why? Why is she doing this one? <laughs> it's kind of what uh, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and even some of the ones that I like, I just find really disappointing. No drug like me, to me, is a really good song with a really tired concept um, oh for sure yeah like i just am sick of people saying i'm your drug or whatever and like love drug <laughs> stuff it's just boring nobody's ever made that comparison before though uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean the thing about carly ray in particular that she strays from quite a bit in this album is so you know in rap how it's like the best rap um, maybe i'm wrong about this but just by just surface level the best rap tends to be about like trying to make it and then when they made it, it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, now what? And we've seen that play out in different ways with different artists. With Carly Rae, I've always felt her best stuff was about longing and fantasy and hope and stuff she hasn't gotten yet. There's so much in this album that is... um like just to content, <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, and there, you know, uh, now that I found you, like I just find to be the most boring song. One of the most boring songs she's ever done. Um, wow. for whatever reason. Hot yeah, take. I know. I'm sorry. But, and then towards the end, like I get pretty bored. The songs that are high points for this album are classic Carly Ray, which are like, uh, happy not knowing like that's a great idea a great concept that's my favorite album because it's very much rooted in her trying to tell herself she doesn't want to care about this dude and uh but she really does and she's having to live in that limbo like her entire life um yeah, I, I specifically called out that topic in the review because I for making the exact same point. That's the reason that's my favorite song mm-hmm. on that album, because it's really her exploring that in a way that she does better than anybody. Yeah. And yep. it's just a great song. I agree. Party for One, I think, is also like it, it came out a long time ago and no one cared. And I found that to be <laughs> so weird. Party for one for one to to me is like so freaking good. It's an amazing song. Um, yeah, that's one I'm kind of. It's fine, but I. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's on the bracket, and we'll get into all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, interestingly enough, we've got this bracket that we're going to go through, and there's some of the dedicated songs are on here. So I'll be interested yep. to hear your thoughts about kind of how far those advanced. So if you haven't read the BuzzFeed uh, article or watch the video, you can do so at BuzzFeed.com. You can also come to itsalldead.com when we post uh, this podcast. We'll share the bracket and a link to that BuzzFeed article so you can check it out. Um, spoiler, uh, Carly picked Too Much, which is the current single from Dedicated. So, you know. That's her number one song. That's what she picked to win the bracket. Now, you know. Okay. I do like Too Much, by the way. It's yeah. A good song. Oh, I do too. And now, whether she actually feels that way or somebody at the label said pick too much you know i don't know but right (laughs) you you have to you have to pick a new song right (laughs) yeah i mean look if it were me i wouldn't pick like my old podcast (laughs) actually that's not true i would totally pick my old podcast but anyway so i'm i uh both of us have some issues with this bracket 
both of us think that there's an obvious winner, although neither one of us knows what the other person picked. So I, I'm going to share my problem with the bracket to start with. Yeah. Um, so when we did the Kanye bracket last year, what made it different was that, well, one, there were 64 songs and they were ranked like there were one in 16 matchups and eight and nine matchups. And they were ranked based on, I think, their cultural weight. So like mm-hmm. Runaway was a one seed, for example. Mm-hmm. All Falls Down was a one seed. So it it made sense in the fact that like if you were going to pick a certain song to beat another, there could be upsets and you might be arguing for a song over like the cultural acceptance of like what that matchup would be. Yeah. So that bracket made kind of sense whereas this there are no rankings it's just it's like i think it's 32 random carly ray jepson songs they just threw in a bracket format and so (laughs) there's it's literally nonsensical we're going to do this just to have a fun time but it is like preposterous the way they did this and the fact that there are like a significant amount of kiss songs on here and like half of emotion is not on here is maddening like it makes me want to die yeah there are some really bad kiss songs on this bracket. there are and, and some yeah. well so yeah not only are emotion songs mission missing like for example making the most of the night is one of my favorite emotion songs it's not on here yes uh, yes but the the biggest the biggest like swing and a miss on this bracket is emotion side b which i absolutely love they picked all the wrong songs to be on here so first time (laughs) higher and body language are my three favorite songs from that from that uh b-side album they're not here and i I don't understand it can i can i just say like the fact that store is on this bracket makes me want to die it's that is ridiculous yeah i mean it's it's literally a song that you can only enjoy by making fun of it. I mean, that was kind of the whole thing. It's a meme. <laughs> yeah. It's not like yeah. it doesn't deserve to be here. So No, no. Uh happy. I not- can't even believe she put that song out. It's just weird. <laughs> it's a weird song. Well, that's why they're B sides. Um so yeah, right. Happy Not Knowing, which we both said is our favorite song from Dedicated, not on the bracket. So there's just mm-hmm. a lot of problems here. So realize when <laughs> we break this insane. down. That I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're just uh. we're making the best of a rough situation here just because I thought it, it might be fun. Uh, but we'll have so to you, go back to those songs after we're done and and see if any of them would have beat the final. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So, does that was that kind of your same issue here? I think you were frustrated with some of the matchups as well. The matchups drove me nuts. Now, I don't really know how seeds work <laughs> and stuff, so I don't know if this is by design. I mean, obviously, it's not by design, but I don't know if this is like acceptable. But I got really, I started cussing on the right side of the bracket where you've got party for one yep. and boy problems That's an against issue. each other um you've got a couple things like that like the top left is also frustrating no not the top left uh i didn't just come here to dance and no drug like me together i really like you and call me maybe are you yeah. effing That's kidding me See, like on an actual bracket i really like you and call me maybe would both be one seed so you would have like call me maybe versus store in the first round like there, there's no okay, <laughs> like that yeah. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so right, yeah, okay. I'm glad you said that because I didn't know that about the NBA bracket. Like I didn't, or the NCAA yeah. bracket. Is that what's <laughs> one anyway? I know things. Yeah, but not like about in that. that bracket. Like a team that is a one seed has a really easy matchup in the first round because they earned it. There's it's merit based. 
So, and the Kanye bracket yeah. was like that as well. Like Runaway was a number one seed because it's literally, I don't know. I mean, it's arguably Kanye's greatest song. Um, I didn't pick it in that to win because I, for but that, you can listen to that podcast. But the point is, that's, that's not what this <laughs> is. We're just going to, we're just going to yeah. do this. So what I thought. It makes me think they, now, now I feel like they were definitely trolling us. Cause like, you can't just like, just separate the singles yep. from each other. Like don't start pitting single against single. That's yep. ridiculous. Anyway. So to get even more ridiculous, we're going to get deep here. We're going to dive in. Um, and I, let's Yay. go quadrant by quadrant. <laughs> You were. <laughs> that was the most unexcited I've ever heard you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> really? Well, maybe not. But I've been less un. I'm. I've been less excited for sure. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm genuinely excited to just talk about Carly Rae for the next whatever yeah. it is. So here we go. Uh, let's start in the top left quadrant. I'll share my. I'm basically just going to go through my explanation of that top left piece. Um, so it starts out now that I found you and cut to the feeling I actually like now that I found you, um, the, Mm -hmm. the song you're not into, but cut to the feeling was a jam last summer. I mean, that song is just like pop bliss that I, so that advanced for me. Uh, then you've got, I didn't just come here to dance, which is a weird song to have make this bracket versus no drug like Mm. me. Now Mm -hmm. I say that I didn't just come here to dance was a bonus track on emotion. It wasn't like an actual like song of part of the. It was like there was a 12 song release and then like a bonus, like 15 song release. <laughs> Is yeah. that true? I didn't. I but did I do like that. I didn't just come here to That's dance funny. because it's so I love the idea of I didn't just come here to dance. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so it's like perfect. Mm-hmm. Carly. Mm-hmm. Ray. <laughs> I just it I love that song. Yeah. So that advanced for me. I picked Call Me Maybe over I Really Like You. I You know, that's a toss up for me. I don't know if it it matters that much mm. and then i picked want you in my room over this kiss because it's a really fun song that was the song i was telling you i knew jack antonoff like uh co-wrote a song on dedicated but i wasn't looking at i was driving to work friday morning as i was listening to it and the minute that song started i was like oh this is the jack antonoff song it sounds like it could have been on right. the bleachers album so for the second round there i've got cut to the feeling advancing over i didn't just come here to dance uh again mm. i just love that song um it's a better song and then I have Want You yeah. in My Room over Call Me Maybe. That's that's going to be a hot take. Sure. But I just, I, I like Call Me Maybe, right? But it is it is what it is. Like, Want You in My Room as an artist, like, six years later, writing better songs. So, yeah, I, it's just I agree better. with that. And then in making it to the final four from that side, I have Cut to the Feeling. So what do you have? Interesting. All right. So do I just go down the list like you did? Yeah. So a lot of this is the same. Uh, cut to the Feeling wins out against now that i found you i just didn't i didn't just come here to dance wins out against no drug like me for the exact same reason but also that freaking drop is oh, so man. good in yeah, that song right. um uh i i uh went with i really like you over call me maybe i felt like i really like you was call me maybe 2.0 like just significantly better mm-hmm. than call me maybe call me maybe to me is the thing that made Carly Rae Jepsen. That's great, but it doesn't hold up in my opinion. Okay. Like that, those strings, it's all just feels really clunky to me now. Sure. Um, and so I, I could do without hearing call me maybe ever again, wow. even though I love Carly Rae. Um, and I feel like she probably feels that way too. Oh, yeah. I think we bond, sure. bond over that. I mean, for different reasons maybe, but um, I also just think it's true. Uh, <laughs> this kiss versus want you in my room. I did say want you in my room. Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Uh, 
what did you choose on the first bracket? Cut to the feeling, or right. didn't just come here to dance? Cut okay. to the feeling. Yeah, so I got cut to the feeling. I like that song a lot, so I chose that. And then over just the dance song, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. then um, and then when it comes to I really like you versus want you in my room, uh, I really like you mm. is what I chose. Mm. Um, the video of affected my opinion of the song quite yeah, a bit. That's fair. Honestly, um, like Tom Hanks dancing around with Justin Bieber. Holy <laughs> crap. Like I just freaking love that Carly Ray made that happen. And I also like feel like that was a way of opening up. That was Carly Ray Jepsen saying, Richard Clark, it's okay that you like my music. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, sure. And like it was just like it was so inclusive, and it, and uh, also that that song is just perfect. It is perfect. Um, so, which brings me to pitting it against "Cut to the Feeling." Uh, I think "Cut to the Feeling" has a really good, amazing, pure chorus. Mm-hmm. The verse is super flawed. It feels like grinding. Ooh. gears to me which i think is probably by design but it's not enjoyable to listen to to um and so i went with i really like you as the winner of that okay quadrant. so see and i and i think that's fair i think in another quadrant it could have gotten there for me mm-hmm. it, well i don't know i didn't even pick it to win the first round so. exactly yeah i find it very weird that you chose it over call me maybe but I think it's fine, but here's the problem for me. It's the weakest song on emotion to me. Like I love it. <laughs> it was insane. I'm sorry. It was cool as a single, but it doesn't fit that album. You okay. know what I mean? It's it's the weird outlier piece, I feel like. This is I don't want to call fun. it the weakest, but it's it just it feels like the single on a better album. Like the album's better than that. So, mm-hmm. I, so real quick, I want to go back to j- didn't just come here to dance. I know it's d- nobody t- ever talks about the song. So they should all the time. Three years ago, whenever emotion came out, and I I wrote about this. It's one of my favorite photo shoots I've done at a concert. I saw Carly Rae Jepsen up near Cincinnati. She played a small venue up there. She played emotion in its entirety, and it's one of my favorite shows I've ever gone to. And it was like all people like our age it felt like. I mean, there were some like parents with their kids there, but it felt like a lot of people our age who don't go out to concerts as much anymore that were all there, like just having the time of their lives. And so you wouldn't expect again, because it's a bonus track, you wouldn't expect it to get played in on this at this concert. But yeah. she played it. She played all the songs and the bonus songs from Emotion. Wow. And when that song came on, I was thinking, like, oh, this is exciting for me. Everybody was excited. <laughs> and it was one of those moments. And I, I, it's one you can't like understand it unless you were there, but like people were like turning to each other and singing to each other's faces, smiling. Yeah, like I no, was doing yeah. that as a 30 something person to other people. Yeah, <laughs> and we I, were all doing it to yeah. this random song. Like it was just I, one of those pure <laughs> moments of joy. I don't know how to describe it. I saw it. her, I saw her at a uh, pitchfork and I had the same experience with that particular yeah. song. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, much love to didn't just come here to dance. Sorry you didn't advance on either of our brackets to the final four. It's it's really frustrating that it was. Yeah, it's just really frustrating. It it was pit against cut to the feeling and and thinking it through. I think I probably now that we're talking about it. What's cut to the feeling doing there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song, man. Um, you really grind my gears when you talk about your dislike of cut to the feeling. Sorry. Well, uh, that's appropriate. 
was a joke because you talked about the grinding gears. Okay. I know. Bottom, <laughs> bottom. I'm I'm with you. I don't know if other people are, but I'm I'm right there with you. Bottom left quadrant. Uh run away with me over time, little bows. I'm not even gonna dignify that with a conversation. Thank uh, you. Good time over let's get lost. I I like to make fun of good time, but that was another it's another song that's fun to hear live. And it's another just kind of perfect that was like perfect Carly Ray Owl City. Like if you yep told like a if you built a computer simulation with both of those people and the simulation made those two artists make a song together it would be that song <laughs> it's just kind of yeah it, it is yeah um i picked julian over all that and i i walk back on my i really like you comment because all that is the is my least favorite song on emotion and mm-hmm. interestingly enough right before we did this podcast i decided to take a which carly ray jepson song are you buzzfeed quiz and i'm all that so <laughs> I, I don't know how that happened but i'm not letting it's it so advance here. i picked julian interesting at least enough, you're not tiny little bows yeah right if you watch the carly ray video where she does this bracket she says that all that is like the heartbeat of the album or something like that and i'm like break. i don't know how that's possible but it's fine but and it's that not. and that's why it's on the album <laughs> like that's the only reason <laughs> yeah. is she just couldn't kill her darlings and yeah. left it on there uh, i've got warm blood over give me love both good songs um i could see an argument for either one but just really i i warm blood is kind of a weird song i like the yeah. kind of vocal weird stuff they do on that song yeah um so then i've got run away with me over good time it's the saxophone man i mean that song is perfect run away with me is a perfect song and i'm going to talk more about this as we go on but run away with me is a perfect song so good time cannot beat it um and then i've got warm blood over julian uh julian's just a little bit too new for me maybe it'll get better it's hard it's hard to push the dedicated songs far in this because i just haven't had enough time with them same Um, yeah and then I've got Run Away With Me over Warm Blood. Again, I just, I love Run Away With Me. It's my, you know, I, yeah. Um, that's that's that side of the, or that quadrant for me. What do you have? So, uh, yeah, Tiny Little Bows is nonsense. What the heck? Um, <laughs> good Time. So I've Run Away With Me there. And then Good Time is next. Mm-hmm. Let's Get Lost is fun, but it's like, it's nothing really it's a nothing burger <laughs> as they say um <laughs> julian uh over all that because um all that is the it's just like so remarkably boring i i don't oh get yeah it. I, it's just like that's the criminal part of that song and then yep. i have warm blood over give me love um give me love feels lazy to me um Though there's like some fun, like, but I want what I want, but we enjoy the one. Do that's really fun. Right. But other than that, like, give me love feels lazy. And then uh, with uh, Julian over warm blood. So run away with me continues mm. obviously over good time. I guess not obviously. They're pretty close in my mind. But run away. With I remember me. you loving that song when it came what, out. What good, good time? Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. I mean, it was just like about having good time. So that's fun. But. Um, run away with me is just a good song and then i put julian over one bullet because uh i don't know man that's just a catchy song and i love the i love the um the phrase what was it now i'm not familiar enough with this album but i i something about our time um there's just like a weird double meaning in that phrase talking about i do but i don't i I don't have the. I need to look it up at some point, but um, I'll look it up later. 
but that phrase like gives it pushes it over the top for me into like a really weird interesting uh loaded song um but it's not as good as run away with me so run away with me moves on to the the whatever you call it the end of the the final final four yeah (laughs) cool well we are yeah we were pretty similar on that side um so maybe maybe this next quadrant, the top right quadrant, is where I know we're going to kind mm. of fly off the rails mm. with each mm. other. Interesting. I, I just know it. Um, at least I hope so. Otherwise, this podcast might not be as interesting. Um, <laughs> It'll be interesting. So top um, right. I'm forever haunted by our time is such a good line. Don't yeah. you think from Julian? Yeah. That is. Um, I like it. And she repeats it over and over, and it just works, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. it is good. Um, the, the synthesizer stuff, I'm still warming up to. That it was, It's definitely a unique take uh, on that song. And I don't... Hmm. The thing that bothers me about it is I don't think it's a good opening track. Um, huh. And, yeah. No, but maybe that's because that. we got spoiled with Run Away With Me. I don't know. but I totally agree um, with that. Yeah, it's weird. Like, w- the name song as the opening tra- track is a weird right. choice. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move top right here. So this one, I know we're going to disagree, or at least I think we will. And I'm trying to like get in my own head of why I did this, but I picked Tonight I'm Getting Over You over When I Needed You, which is a good song. I think I was trying to not completely just like throw Kiss under the bus here. Mm-hmm. And Tonight I'm Getting Over You is probably my favorite song on that album. So um, I think that means it's got to be better than When I Needed You. But I also know that that's a really... For like Carly Rae fans, that's a really important song. Mm. So it's tough. But I, I picked tonight. I'm getting over you. I picked Boy Problems over Party for One because, as I mentioned, Party for One's fine. It's a little weird. I it, I don't know. It's I get it, um, and I do think it's like a kind of a perfect Carly Rae song. But it's just not. It's not one of my favorites, and I I don't even think it needed to be on Dedicated. I think it could have lived as its own kind of standalone single, but boy problems was the first song I Mm -hmm. fell in love with on emotion. It's the Mm -hmm. first song that kind of caught my attention. Um, I've got your type over turn me up, uh, just a better song. And the music video is cool. I always like to read into things like music videos. And I felt like the video for your type is like almost telling the story of like how Carly Rae is not beloved in a way that she should be as a pop artist in a way that other artists that make similar mm-hmm. type music to her are. Um, anyway, it's a really good video. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, and then I've got too much of her store because I never really got store. So <laughs> I guess you didn't either, but no, um, who got store. No one got, store. I don't know. Some people really liked it. Okay. Um, that's weird. Yeah. A little bit. She's just going to the store. Sometimes you just go into the store. The, the you word know what just I mean? in there. It's like, what so that's what <laughs> like why are you telling me this if, yeah. if you could say i'm going to the store then i can make it about something but if you're saying i'm just going to the store okay well this yeah. is a fun song <laughs> um i picked boy problems over tonight i'm getting over you okay. as i mentioned just better song mm-hmm. um that i mean that chorus was that what i was singing when you came on the podcast tonight yeah i was singing songs yeah okay so I love to sing that one. Yeah. Uh, I picked Too Much Over Your Type because it's the song that's sticking with me from Dedicated. It's the song that gets stuck in my head a lot. Um, it's it's obvious that she released that 
as a single right yeah. now. But then ultimately, I had to pit Boy Problems over too much because I've got more history with it, and I just fascinating. Like the song yeah. More. Interesting. So the interesting thing about this is we have the exact same quadrant here. No. It's the same completely. Wow. I've got tonight I'm getting over you, boy problems, your type too much, and then boy problems too much, and then boy problems. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Tonight I'm getting over you, that drop is amazing. That's another one with a good drop. Uh And it just like I, <laughs> I got divorced, and then I sang that song at the top of my freaking lungs. <laughs> yeah. um, boy problems. Um, that song is about more than boy problems to me. It just feels like mm-hmm. uh, you're you're okay. Everyone's okay. <laughs> it's just so right. good. It's so vulnerable, and yet it's so like vulnerable plus happy equals my favorite song. Basically, it's just like a really good song. Um, well, and what you just described about it is the reason it, that's when I got it. Yeah. That's when I was like, Oh, I get yeah. it. Like I get what she's doing. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, 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 no. It's like <laughs> so good. That, that moment yeah. is just great. Uh, your type too much, too much is a great song. I'm a big fan of too much. So it advanced to the second round and then, uh, versus boy problems. But to me, boy problems, is no contest. It's, it's boy problems. All right. Well, this is going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom right quadrant. Uh, cry and Fever. This matchup just sucks. I didn't want to pick either of these. So this was the quadrant where I was like, what are these songs? Yeah. <laughs> like, I kept having to look them up. It's, it's weird. Um, it was weird. I picked Fever. Um, automatically in Love and Favorite Color. Favorite Color was my least favorite of the bonus tracks on Emotion. Uh, automatically in Love. is I, I, I mentioned in my album review that it's like that it's like pete carly ray song title <laughs> i just feel like that <laughs> that's a good point. i feel like she i never could have written that. that song on every album but um yeah but i do like it and that's so. like that's like the kind of song title her friends look at and roll their eyes like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's you're exactly. just coming out with it huh yeah. uh I picked Feels Right over Curiosity. Feels Right is one of the weird songs on Dedicated, but I really like it. To me, it's kind of her dipping her toe into some different waters that kind of excite me about, you know, what Mm -hmm. she could continue to do as an artist. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I've got Emotion over Real Love. Um, I just really like Emotion. Um, So second round there. This I couldn't figure out fever and automatically in love. I think I just defaulted to fever because I've had more time with it, but I could see either one of those happening. Um, and then I picked emotion over feels right. Just again, I've had more time with it. I really like that song. Um, and I obviously really like it because it advances to the final four over fever. Um, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about emotion when we talk about the final four. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to save some of those thoughts, but uh, it's a really great track and it advances. That makes my final four cut to the feeling, run away with me, boy problems and emotion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. My wife's bringing me a beer. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I, uh, I just really struggle with this section because I don't feel strongly about any of these songs <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, and so I have, Fever over Cry. Favorite Color over Automatically in Love. Feels Right over Curiosity. And Emotion over Real Love. And then... (laughs) I'm getting bored reading this. Um, (laughs) Favorite Color and Feels Right come out out after that. And then Feels Right 
in the end. Okay. Oh, so feels right. Feels right. Feels right. One out of the song, the out of the I don't give a crap bracket. So okay, but which is about right to me. Okay, so you don't really give a crap about feels right either. You're just picking it by default then. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that's the way I feel about feels right. Um, cool. and it's and it's back to that point of like what makes Carly Rae good. Feels like right. Feels like um. A song about something she's in and enjoying, and that's fine, you know. It, yeah. But it's it's not like it's it doesn't have the the drive that her other songs that are really good have. Like I think what she does really well is 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 help us to learn how to love Limbo, and uh, feels right is kind of the opposite of that. So. To me, when I look at this quadrant, like none of them really matter to me except for emotion. Like I could just advance that all the way through without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, that song is the actual heartbeat of the album Emotion. I mean, not just because they share the same name, but like I'm just I've got the chorus pulled up here. And to me, like and I know how this is going to sound when I'm reading it out loud. But to hear this song like helps you understand like what she's trying to do with yeah. this album yeah. and your fantasy dream about me and all that we could do with this emotion. Mm, like that's pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, I just feel like as simple as that sounds, there's just a lot there that yeah. really opens up what the rest of the album is going to explore. Um, the only thing I've never been, I've always been weirded out about it is the pre-chorus, not a flower on the wall. I am growing 10 feet, 10 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that was weird because it's like, <laughs> I, in my head, I just picture a 10-foot tall Carly Rae Jepsen, and that that's odd. Um, yeah, anyway. I agree. No, good point. I kind of like emotion now that you talked about it more. Yeah. My, it's part of my issues is like, I think I assumed anything that's like not from the new album that I couldn't remember uh, <laughs> is probably like just yeah. not my favorite song. So here we are. Yeah. But, All right. Well, final four, we both thought that was an obvious winner, and now I'm starting to think that we both know which one that is, so uh, we'll go into it. Um, in the left side, I've got Runaway with me, advancing over Cut to the mm-hmm. Feeling, because as much as I love Cut to the Feeling, it's just a pop song, and Runaway with me is something much, much more mm-hmm. than that. Um, and then on the right side, I have Boy Problems advancing over Emotion, which leaves Runaway with me and Boy Problems in the final and what I almost let slip a minute ago, Run Away With Me is Carly Rae Jepsen's best song. And, you know, I'll hear arguments for other things, but I, it's, it's the perfect opening. You hear that saxophone mm-hmm. come in and it just, it takes you somewhere and she doesn't relent for the rest of the album. Like that's what makes that album so good to me. It's like the start of a roller coaster ride. And that's a super bad cliche <laughs> to talk about with music. And I try to avoid it. But when you hear that saxophone and you hear that the drums kick in and her voice come in, you're just taken to kind of this fantasy place inside your head. And she's inside her head. <laughs> and it's just, it's just brilliant. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, yeah. Run Away With Me was going to win this no matter what other songs we put in there mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's her best song to me. Um, and if she never writes another song as good as run away with me, I'm fine with it because it it just almost seems impossible to me that she could Mm. like, because sometimes you just write a really great song and that's, that's fine. And it, what, what is most like 
kind of a bummer if you want to take any angle on the Carly Rae Jepsen conversation is that so much of the world is only going to ever know her for Call Me Maybe because right. as great as Emotion was and as much of a critical darling as that album was, it never like broke out in any way that like people like people now, and I know you experience this, if you talk about Carly Rae, they'd be like, oh, what? Carly Rae Jepsen? And they can only think of her as Call Me Maybe, right? And that's that's the price you pay for having a hit that big. But what's crazy is that she wrote something yeah. so incredible after that moment. And to me, run away with me is the peak and defining piece of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That's my conversation about it. Okay. So on the right side of the racket, boy problems versus feels right. We know where, where that's going. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love boy problems. It's great. It probably makes sense that it ended up the number two here. Um, on the left side of the bracket, I chose, I really like you over Runaway with Ooh, me. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And and here's the thing about I really like you. And I agree with your take on Runaway with me. It's a brilliant song. Probably my number three. But under boy problems. <laughs> Weirdly. Mm. But um, I really. Wow. I really. Oh, man. This is. Shocking. Yeah. I really like you is that moment that you have. It just brilliantly. um articulates like that moment where you put yourself out there and nothing good or bad has happened. But the fact that you did it is just like you're euphoric. Um, and like the way they build to that chorus, but I need to tell you something. And there's like the pause and then she does it. Yeah. And it's just so freaking good. Um, and well constructed and like poetic. And I just, it like, uh, it also isn't like jumping ahead. Like so many pop songs are just like, I love you so much. I want to die if I don't have you. And it's like, okay, that's a little much, but I really like you feels like a, an appropriate expression of affection to someone. And, and it also yeah. captures like the, the uh euphoric nature of like having done it. So that's my reason for choosing I really like you as my winner over boy problems. So I you've won me over a little bit in this conversation on mm-hmm. I really like you because I had it losing in the first round. I think if I would go back, I would advance it over Call Me Maybe. It wouldn't get to the final four or anything. But the way you talk about it, and, and this is what I forget about the song sometimes. And again, it's only because I feel like the rest of that album is so much better than that song. Yeah. I just, and not just like from a songwriting standpoint, but just from like a sonic experience standpoint, it just sticks out a little bit to me as like, Oh, this was the single. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that being said, I mean, there's so many great lines in the song about mm-hmm. late night watching television, how we get in this position. I mean, that's a Carly Ray line. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And here's yeah. the line. Go ahead. Well, and and the whole idea of I really, really, really like you, this isn't I love you song. Like you were you hit the nail on the head with what this song is doing. But here's the line that gets me every time. And it gets me because I know that every single one of us feels that feeling in their chest that we haven't felt in years, mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the pre chorus. It's way too soon. Or no, wait, sorry. Let me go back. Oh, oh, it's not the pre-course. It's the end of the first verse. Okay. I feel like I could die walking up to the room. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. when I heard that line and every time I hear that line now, I feel that feeling in my chest that you feel when you feel like you could die walking up to the room. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's a feeling that only happens 
in a very specific time in your life or very <laughs> right, early yeah. on. You yeah. know what I mean? And when the way that she, you're putting yourself on the line in that moment. Exactly. And the way that she captures that in such a simple moment is kind of brilliant. So, yep. yeah. Okay. I love so, that song. It's a really good song. And it's also like extremely universal. And the reason it feels sonically uninteresting to you is because it's just freaking pure. Like that song <laughs> doesn't need a lot. You know, it yeah. just needs to be good in the way that it is. It's great. Yeah. Well, that was interesting because I, for a minute there, I thought the way you talked about run away with me yeah. early on, I thought maybe that might be it for you, but um, it is not. And that's okay. Um, you know, yeah, we, we have different feelings sometimes. Um, <laughs> we'll get through this together. So let me, so let me ask you some of the songs that we went through that didn't even make the cut on this admittedly dumb bracket mm -hmm. is what would have changed if a song that you really like that wasn't here had made it in the bracket. Does anything change? Mm, that's a great question. Um, Make the most of the night probably would have went in somewhere. That probably would have been in yeah. in there. Um, I put that in the cat. Like there's there's a few songs that are like like um, personal redemption anthems. You know, um, tonight I'm getting over you. Making the most of the night. I didn't just come here to dance. Even and they all have that. They all have that drop. And it, I feel like she just gets that. Like you need. You need to build yourself up to that thing and then you just need to like push through. Um, and I really like that song. Um, LA yeah. Hallucinations is kind of corny, but also just like really fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a song that I hated originally, but then I yep. kind of started to like it. Um, yep. You know, it's interesting, man. Cause she has that line in there, Buzzfeed buzzards and TMZ crows or whatever. Like uh -huh. that, that must yeah. not have heard hurt buzzfeed's feelings too bad if they're well they didn't include it on the bracket so there's that <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> cool well let's get lost i always sing but i don't know the lyrics at all and so i ended up seeing something about tomato sauce <laughs> <laughs> that's like the starbucks lovers line in that taylor swift song <laughs> Oh man, tomato sauce. I'm not that that does not cross my mind. Um No, I like the chorus of that song too, because the baby let's get lost. I love that you're driving slow, keeping my fingers crossed that maybe we'll take the long way home. Like that's just like such an innocent moment. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. I don't know. She yep. just does that well. I mean, we've said it over and over yep. on this podcast. So let's let me ask you this. Let's say that, you know dedicated kind of loses steam with you and doesn't stick with you or maybe only a few songs do yeah you know what does that do for you like where do you feel how do you feel about carly ray jepson as an artist you know another four years from now when she's probably put out another album and i mean what can you think like ahead of like what your relationship with her as an artist could be going forward i feel like um well first of all we didn't talk about tug of war no <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm making a joke because it's just like here on the bottom of the Spotify list and no one talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's not good. I've never listened to it. Anyway. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, weird. Anyway, so um, I feel like what we're seeing on Dedicated is that she's becoming a little bit less vulnerable. Um, and, and I feel like that's what Carly Rae Jepsen is, is like she's the vulnerable pop star. Um, mm. I think. I have trust that she will sort of 
correct for that in the future. It's just not going to be around love songs. And I'm okay with that. In fact, that would be ideal for me because I really love vulnerability, but there's only, you know, I'm married with two kids, so I'm not really super interested in like forever being into love songs for the rest of my life. But I guess um, I will always love, you know, emotion with all of my heart. I'm always going to love it. And I'm always going to love what it represents in terms of like the... Uh, there's reasons called emotion. So I'm going to sound like a hack saying this, but like the gamut of human emotion and uh, Carly Ray did something, which is with, with that album in particular, which is give credence to what we think of as negative emotions, nervousness, yeah. awkwardness, anxiousness, um, worry, uh, just not knowing what's going to happen. Um, she gave those, she looked, she came at those from a whole other angle and gave us a sense of like positivity around those things, which I think is just really cool. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. The, the thing that's hard about holding her to that, like that existential piece mm-hmm. and creating art is that if you're an artist, who's going to like inherently talk about your feelings you can't really be expected four years later to be in that same spot right, or keep right. exploring that same spot in the same way. Because that's the hard thing for her is that if people like that aspect about her, like she's going to grow as a person and to like continue to dig into some of those things in the same way would be kind of disingenuous. Now you could say, cause I don't know where she is like mm-hmm. as a person, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? So I can only really judge these songs on just a level of like, the experience of listening to them and the music behind it because and like, I have, I have wrestled with this a little bit as like a straight white male criticizing Carly Ray for like not being so fragile, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. kind of a gross look in some ways. Um, like she's being really strong on this album in some ways, but I also think vulnerability is a positive value that someone can carry throughout their life. And I just think she pulls it off better than anyone. Yeah. I feel you. I think about like uh, Say Anything, which is a band who released this album that was like so like just explored mental illness uh, at a time when people weren't really talking about it. Their album is a real boy, which came out in like 04. Yeah. And then they never captured that sense of like angst and frustration and terror again in their music <laughs> and you had all these people who were like well why can't you write that again and for max bemis it's like look i was in the worst place in my life when i wrote right. that i don't yeah. ever want to be that again yeah and for people that identified with that so much it was so hard for them to think about this guy writing like positive lyrics or exploring his feelings in a different way yeah and that's always the <clears throat> challenge with all of this it's uh it's such an interesting thing to think about um yeah but, and i had the know, same experience with saves the day where like their latest album came out and i was like i'm not feeling this happy crap you know <laughs> like he was <laughs> yeah. like cutting his skin open in the last album and i was into that but <laughs> not this thing yeah um but like i don't know for carly ray the thing is i would love an album from her on like her imposter syndrome or whatever like it doesn't have to mm. be love love lorn stuff it can just be like I'm 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 not so sure about myself. I'm putting myself out there is that that is something that can attach to all sorts of things um that and and I think that's what it attracted me to her. It's the same thing that attracted me to Drake, <laughs> you know, back in the day is 
Yeah. Drake is a person who cannot hide the fact that he's unsure of himself. Um, right. But yeah, Carly Ray, I think is more intentional about it and, uh, lost that intentionality in this last album to a point where I just don't, I guess if I felt like I understood what this album was fundamentally, I would feel better about it, but I I don't (laughs) like, can you tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you tell me what this album is about? No. And and I, I dug into that a little bit of just kind of talking about, I mean, it is a little all over the place. I don't think there's any one common thread. Yeah. I really do think it's an artist who just kind of has earned some cultural cachet after yeah. that last album being yeah. so critically well received to kind of explore some different stuff. I sure. just feel like yeah. she's, she's just reaching into some different areas on it. And when you do that, you kind of lose a little bit of cohesiveness. That's right. So you kind of have to look at it differently than you do emotion. So, I agree. So then um, if I agree you could, with you, but I don't think it's the worst thing. So if you could choose one song from this album that would characterize what, what, what she, she seizes onto and does going forward, what would it be? Ooh, that is a good question. I like that a lot. <laughs> Let me think about that for a second. I'm kind of looking across here. Um, I, you know, you talked about feels right in a way that mm-hmm. I agree with. Mm-hmm. To me, she, it's an interesting collaboration that she does. Uh, with, I think it's like Electric Guest or something. Yeah. But that to me feels like a song where she could follow that a huh. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be pretty interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, this was really fun. Thank you for doing it. Um, are you going to see her on tour this summer? When she comes to I Chicago? don't know yet. I'm hoping to get tickets to her Chicago uh, show. Cool. We'll see. I, I really want to. This uh, Her concert in July when she comes to Indianapolis is going to be my first outing post baby, I think. So nice. that'll be interesting. That'll feel really <laughs> good. Those are always really cathartic. Yeah. So looking forward to it. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Carly, for coming through Indianapolis uh, again. And Is your wife coming you. with you is or, or is it just you? It's the plan for both of us to go. So okay. we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Yeah. Um, Rich, thank you for taking time to do this again. It's always such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. You do so many other podcast things right now that um, this is pretty low stakes i would imagine so thank you for being willing to come on and do this yeah no this is like i love doing podcasts that i don't have to care about after i do them um (laughs) and so this is great i it's like really fun i'm a big fan of this podcast and so it's genuinely an honor to be asked to be on it ah thanks man um That is going to do it for this episode of It's All Dead. If you like what you heard, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Pull up your favorite podcast app or go to the uh, Apple podcast app. Hit subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We love to to hear from you. Um, And of course, come to itsalldead.com. I'm actually going to be taking a a leave of absence this summer, but um, our good friends Kyle and Nadia will be carrying on the torch. And uh, we're actually recording a lot of podcasts in advance to kind of float us through the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've mentioned a couple of interviews. We've got those coming up. Um, We've also got another discography breakdown. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming there as well. So stay tuned. That's going to do it all for now. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the It's All Dead podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Then visit us at itsalldead.com for the latest music news, reviews, and much more. 